Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. Employers may not look forward to purchasing health care, but they are in a position to transform the market. I'm Laura Jost, Managing Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care, and this week on the podcast, we're going to delve into the evolving role of employers in healthcare. Dr. Suzanne Delbanco, Executive Director of Catalyst for Payment Reform, was the keynote speaker at AJMC's Accountable Care Delivery Congress in May 2018, and she told attendees that employers and other large purchasers have a track record of driving high-value healthcare. So employers have a lot vested in the health of their populations, and uh, even though it seems like they're not a big player in the healthcare system, they actually foot the bill for a lot of Americans and benefit directly when their populations are healthy and productive and not distracted by dealing with the challenges of the healthcare system. So employers have been involved in everything from pushing for standard ways to measure healthcare performance, public reporting on that performance, and now tying payment to that performance. And uh, even price and quality transparency writ large have been uh, areas of interest to employers. So they're involved mostly through pushing their health plans to change the way that they're operating and the contracts that they have with providers. Those contracts are increasingly being tied to performance. According to Del Banco, although the majority of payments are still fee-for-service with reforms layered on top, Catalyst for Payment Reform has seen real progress. In 2010, just 1% to 3% of payments were tied to performance, compared with 40% of payments in 2015. While bundled payments only account for 2% of value-based contracts, because bundles are not scalable and cannot be automated, Del Banco expects to see them take off. I think employers want to see more bundled payment happen. Uh, The results have been, on the whole, promising, and uh, there are some procedures and services that they buy over and over again for their their, their population members that are uh, unevenly priced and where there's uneven quality out in the market. And there have been examples of where in working directly with providers and paying them through a bundled payment, employers have seen much more appropriate care delivered, where patients, let's say, who weren't appropriate for having a spine surgery are turned away by providers who now have the right incentives to only uh, focus on patients who need the care uh, and are paid in a way that enables them to do that. John Robinson, president and CEO of Robinson Bush, explained that employers are interested in getting involved with alternative payment models because they offer great value, although it can be challenging to pursue APMs. Looking at the, the, the uh, alternative payment model from the perspective of if an employer sees value in it, uh, then it's something that they will pursue and, and look at. Um, the employers will, will, will spend the money in order to, uh, to, to have that level of value. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be the cheapest uh, uh, type of care. Uh, it has to be something that, uh, that uh, is effective and efficient and uh, uh, for the benefit of the, of the uh, uh, employee going through that particular treatment and also the, the uh, provider as well and the, the uh, employer. According to an annual survey from the National Business Group on Health, employers are taking a more activist role in delivering health care to their employees. Brian Marcote, the president and CEO of the National Business Group on Health, noted that employers have taken initiatives to control costs through consumer-directed health plans and the implementation of transparency tools and telehealth services. 
all of which are an effort to help employees make better healthcare decisions, which isn't always easy. I think the realization is that it's very difficult to to turn an employee into a sophisticated consumer of healthcare. They don't touch the market enough, the market's too complicated, too fragmented. So they're beginning to shift, uh, both in terms of a focus on the delivery system, so you're seeing the emergence of more activity with ACOs and, and high performance networks and centers of excellence. But employers are also doing more around advocacy, around navigation, around concierge type services to help employees both understand what the treatment treatment options are and then how to navigate the system and what's the best place for care. And then even going to personalization to try to reach people in the moment to engage them so they can optimize the resources that they have. Judy Berger, Senior Manager of Benefits Planning at Southwest Airlines, explained that it's important for employers to remember that initiatives are only good if the employee understands and uses them. She recommends making things very simple so that the employees can make good decisions. We want them to take care of themselves. We want them to get their preventive exams. We want them to do these colonoscopy type screenings. Um, and we don't want them to be afraid of their benefits. Uh, but we want them to go the right route as well. Diabetes can be expensive. And between 30% and 40% of people in the American workforce may be at risk for pre-diabetes, which they can prevent. Omada Health, a digital health company in the diabetes prevention space, believes that the workforce is a great opportunity. Dr. Paul Chu, the former chief medical officer at Omada, told AJMC that employers should engage with employees in diabetes prevention and consider using digital health to do so. We feel very strongly that the workforce where you spend so much of your time is a great opportunity for employers to reduce their costs, to improve um, their overall health as well as the well-being and uh, enthusiasm of their employees. One of the uh, most important things that faces uh, employers, in fact the nation overall, is the ballooning cost of health care. For employers, I would suggest they look at their organization for the major health care costs, and I'm sure it'll be diabetes, cardiovascular uh, diseases that are up at the top, and obesity. They should look at the potential uh, solutions that can reach the broadest number of people uh, when they need it, when they want it, at home, uh, at the office, or at even uh, at restaurants where you can access a digital program. In addition to diabetes, oncology is another area employers will want to pay attention to, since it can be a big-ticket item, Southwest's Burger explained. The airline has more than 57,000 employees, and it set up a cancer resource guide for its employees to use. There are so many work issues, so many things that you, and that you just diagnose, let's say, with breast cancer, and you just don't know where to go, you don't know who to turn to. We do have a nurse program that they can turn to them, but there are definitely other resources, including their employee assistance program. So we put that all down on paper so that they could read that when they wanted to read it. And then in the back of it are um, our carrier provided questions that an employee might ask when they're diagnosed with something such as, you know, what does stage four mean? Um, should I get a second opinion? And all of those kinds of questions so that it can kind of get the employee started on where they should begin. Employers are constantly offering more to their employees by making healthcare more convenient, Del Banco said. 
Just five years ago, there was speculation that the health insurance exchanges might cause employers to recede from the market, but that doesn't seem to be happening. She said that employers still think they can do the best job of keeping their employees healthy and productive. As provider consolidation continues, employers might not have the leverage to steer employees to better value providers, so they're looking to make alternative sites of care available. The provider landscape has been changing rapidly over the last 5, 10, even 15 years. There's been an incredible amount of consolidation where providers come together, whether it's hospital to hospital or uh, health systems acquiring physician groups, which is uh, what we're seeing now. And um, while it's often done under the auspices of economies of scale and improving care coordination and continuity by bringing providers together, unfortunately, we don't see any evidence that quality gets better, but we do see mounds of evidence that prices go up as a result. So employers are very concerned about this and are starting to uh, you know, increasingly use benefit designs and provider network designs that will help shift their uh, population members toward providers that offer better value overall. Um, but that can be very tricky to do in markets where there's a dominant provider who puts the kibosh on, on doing that sort of approach. And so um, it is going to be increasingly challenging in the markets where providers are highly concentrated for employers to do innovative things like that. Um, they are looking at on-site clinics, near-site clinics, you know, retail clinics, expanding telehealth. All of these are, are alternative, less expensive sites of care. Um, but eventually, you know, there might be a need for government to intervene if, if the prices just keep going up in the way that they are and uh, really make healthcare unaffordable. To learn more about the employer role in healthcare, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. And to get in touch with us, you can email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes.